Backtalk can be terribly aggravating to parents, often evoking a strong emotional response. It feels hurtful and disrespectful, and we just want it to stop. On today's podcast, Backtalk, Should You Ignore It? Written by Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. You're listening to the Empowering Parents Podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Everyone, this is your host, Anna, for EmpoweringParents.com. As parents, we all have our triggers, the things our kids do and say that set us off. And many of our triggers are related to backtalk and the shocking and hurtful things kids say when they're angry. The child who says he hates you doesn't really hate you, but is angry and uses this hurtful way to express it. So it's natural for us to respond emotionally to backtalk, screaming and yelling, bantering back and forth, using sarcasm, feeling victimized, or inconsistently ignoring or pouncing on our child for exhibiting the same behavior. Sometimes we just give into it. Other times we look to place blame elsewhere. For example, saying your daughter must have learned that behavior from her cousin or at school. And we don't put the responsibility where it belongs, on our child. These are all ineffective parenting responses, but easy to fall into when backtalk is involved. Later, we'll look at some more effective responses parents can use. So, can you ignore backtalk or not? You can ignore backtalk when your child quietly talks back, yet is following through on what you asked. So, if he stops hitting his sister and goes to his room, for example, despite saying that you can't make him, he's doing what you wanted. His words, while angry, can be ignored. It helps if we've remembered that feeling angry is okay, as long as your child is not being destructive, not threatening others, and actually following through on your direction, it's okay to ignore some backtalk. You should not ignore backtalk when your child is at risk of hurting herself or others, including threatening others. It's not okay for you or others to feel intimidated by your child's backtalk. You'll need to address this, although the middle of an angry outburst is not the time to have a discussion about the problem. As long as everyone is safe, let it go during the angry phase, but be sure to address it when your child is calm. In order to get a handle on the backtalk, we need to focus on our child's behaviors instead of responding emotionally. When we're able to do this, we become our children's limit setters, teachers, and coaches, promoting the kind of behavior that will make them successful in life. When things are calm, let your child know that you didn't like what he said and how he said it. Use this opportunity as a teaching moment. You don't need a long, heavy-duty conversation, but let him know that what he said was a problem, and that while being angry is okay, saying angry things is not. If, however, your child's anger and behaviors were more intense, then you need to have a conversation about what is and is not acceptable behavior. Explain that there are consequences for unacceptable behavior, and be ready to follow through on those consequences. Ask your child to talk or write about what made her so angry, so that way you can both better understand. A younger child may need to draw a picture to show what made her angry. When responding to backtalk, it's essential to use positive and effective parenting roles and communication that's consistent with those roles rather than responding emotionally. When doing so, you're modeling a more positive way to deal with anger and resolve conflict. Here are three examples. Number one. You can model the role of the limit setter by saying, I don't want you to talk like that to me. If it continues, I won't be able to take you to the movies this weekend. You've been calm and clear about what the problem behavior is, how you expect it to change, and what will happen if it doesn't. Number two, 
you can also model the role of the problem solver. Here's an example. I know you were angry at me, and you really wanted to watch the rest of the TV show before taking your shower. Rather than saying that there was no way you were taking a shower tonight, you could have just asked to wait 10 minutes to finish the show. Things would have gone so much smoother for everyone. You've let her know that while it's okay to be angry, it's not okay to be disrespectful. And last, you can model the role of the coach by saying this. You've been working on controlling the things you say when you're angry. Your teacher reports that you're doing so much better at school. Now you need to work on this at home. You've recognized and described the behavior that's improving while offering support and direction for continued improvement. So when backtalk happens in your home, there may be times when you want to remove other family members from the situation. Their presence is not likely to be helpful, especially if the backtalk is veering toward a full-blown tantrum. Getting your child away from others, for example, putting him in his room, or removing others from the immediate area, will help him to calm down. It also lets him know that this type of talk is not acceptable to other people. If your child talks back to you in public, you can respond in a similar way. Reduce the onlookers. This may mean having to leave the area, but getting the child away from the public activity will give them some time and space to calm down and regroup, if necessary. It's hard in these situations. You know, we feel so embarrassed by our child's behavior and then judged by other people. Whether at home or in public, it's helpful to remember the three effective parenting roles we discussed earlier, the limit setter, the problem solver, and the coach. In a calm and business-like manner, set the limit, give a direction, and then disconnect from any emotional response. For example, you could say something like this. If you don't stop talking to me like that, we'll leave the store right now and you won't get those new jeans you wanted. When your child is calm, reinforce what will happen if the behavior reoccurs, and then be prepared to follow through. Intervening more effectively with backtalk is something a parent can start to do at any time. Try to be as objective and honest as possible about the behavior, and your response to that behavior. What has worked in the past? What hasn't worked? Do you have a trigger that brings out an emotional response? Where can you begin to change? As you use more effective parenting responses, you'll begin to shape your child's behavior. That doesn't mean that he'll immediately thank you for responding differently and stop talking back to you. But with limits, teaching, and coaching, he'll begin to find better ways of reacting to your directions or requests. As you start setting limits, your child may push the limits further, but just stick with it. Once your child realizes you mean business and you're willing to follow through on the consequences, behavioral changes will occur over time. Remember, change doesn't happen overnight, but with gradual steps, there will be improved behavior and you'll relate to each other better. You just heard the article, Back Talk, Should You Ignore It? Written by Janet Lehman, co-creator of the award-winning Total Transformation program. Visit thetotaltransformation.com for more ways to stop backtalk before it starts. I'm your host, Anna, for the Empowering Parents podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.